guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio's ESL podcast. If you guys are watching me on YouTube or Facebook or wherever, man, this is a super special. I'm going to talk about this special at the end, but most specifically, I want to talk about the speaking part two. So I've had a couple of Thai students who have asked me about IELTS. There have been inquiries about a membership in regards to IELTS. I have a couple of Brazilian students who are interested in IELTS and whatnot. So I'm like, you know what? Let me do the speaking part two because so many of you, especially out there, you have difficulties in regards to your speaking part two, right? And so before we even get into that aspect, which is towards the end, what I'm going to do today, we're going to do some language development, okay? And then right after that, we're going to get into the different ways and different relationship phrases that you can put into a speaking part two that might revolve around describe a person who you know, uh, describe a person from your childhood, uh, describe a, fa a family member you get on well with, right? There are a number of different speaking part twos that fall into the whole relationship describing thing. So today is about people and relationships. This is a nice little preview into what I'm going to be doing with about three to no more than four other students this upcoming weekend. All right, and I'm going to discuss that a little bit later. So in terms of that, okay, let's get into language development. So what do I mean by this? Guys, different synonyms, different words, different adjectives that will help and guide you through your speaking part two. So when we're describing people, we have to, we have a, an, an, a range of different adjectives that we can use. And with each of these adjectives, there should be a story that you should be able to tell behind that. So if I think ambitious, okay? Now, for some of you, you probably don't know what ambitious means, but if we look at some of the top billionaires out there in the world, look at Elon Musk's ambitious plans to get a rover onto Mars, right? So he's a very ambitious person, okay? Um, if I look at another word, which is determination, which isn't on the list, Jack Ma was very determined, okay, to become the very first e-commerce website on the internet, okay? But he did this at the, in the early 90s, and a lot of people weren't buying into it. But guess what? Now he has virtually a trillion-dollar company where, obviously, he has, you know, resigned from his position and whatnot. But you guys get what I'm saying, okay? When we think of a word, we think of a sentence and a story, a mini-story that goes along with it. That's what you're going to be doing in describing people. And we're going to be listening to three different audios too, okay, of specific accents, a Scottish accent, Northern Ireland, a Northern London, no, not Northern London, a Northern England accent, a, a variation of different things and how they describe it, right? Using phrasal verbs, adjectives, and the art of storytelling, right? So, ambitious okay how about nosy nosy is someone who's all up in your business that's what we have a tendency of always saying especially out there in america um here in thailand of course if you guys don't know, or don't already know this is a place a country that i've been living for the last eight years women who stay at home or work out markets or you know women who are retired in general they have a tendency of being more nosy because they just stay at home so they're all up in people's business. So I have a friend where she has a neighbor who is extremely nosy. She knows everything. To be honest with you, if I were to bring her a big jackfruit, 
okay? She would report back to my friend's mother saying, oh, a guy went by her house and brought her a jackfruit. That's how nosy she is, okay? So you guys see how easy it is for me to develop conversation, stories, and different mechanisms that I can involve with these specific adjectives. Judgmental. This is someone who judges your everything, right? Uh, you know, in regards to what's happening in the Olympics right now. Michael Norman, one of my favorite runners ever. 23-year-old phenom, right? African-American father, Japanese-American mother, amazing human being, right? People in America have a tendency of being very judgmental towards him and love judging him based on his past results. But then when he came out and executed in the final, all the judgments and all the criticism had laid to rest. So that's what judgmental is. Judgmental is someone who has a negative opinion about someone and they're very quick to jump on them about something specific, whether it could be in America when I was growing up, your shoes or maybe your shirt or maybe my hair. You know, my American friends, no offense to them. I love them. I love them. Don't have many of them. But they have a tendency of always making fun of my hair. Always. They're very judgmental. They're probably doing this in a joking fashion, but I know that, oh, this is just how they are. They're just showing their own insecurities. Right, so that's someone who's a little bit judgmental. Now, how about hardworking? Think about it. Someone who's hardworking, you know, in different parts of America, it could be a single mother who doesn't have a husband underneath the roof of their home, and she's very hardworking in terms of having two jobs. That's someone who's very hardworking, okay? Open-minded, meaning you're willing to be open to new things. So I've become very compromising and very open-minded as of late because I'm trying new things and getting, putting myself outside of my comfort zone. This is a challenge that I set myself on every single day in the morning, right? So oversensitive. Oh my God, oversensitive. That means you're a little too sensitive. I can make one silly comment, or I could have made one silly comment about someone I used to work, work with alongside nine years ago. She would be so oversensitive and she would not talk to me for two months. I swear, I kid you not. Some people are just very oversensitive. Meaning one little comment can make them blow up and hate the world and hate you forever. I kid you not, right? Youngsters, whatever it may be, but that's how some people are. So I'm describing people, right? reliable gotta have some reliable friends like if something goes wrong you have someone to rely on now unreliable which is the opposite add a prefix un at the beginning of it what ends up happening is you have someone who you can't really trust with things or if you tell them to be at your home at 8 a.m they show up at 9 a.m that's being unreliable okay self-assured stingy meaning okay that means it's someone who doesn't want to pay. Clever is someone who's very brilliant in regards to things, maybe entrepreneurship. Creative, one of my students, uh, as a matter of fact, two of them. Uh, one girl, she is 13 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Her name is Yaikel. And I have another student, obviously, here in Thailand, being in Thailand. The creativity is unreal. I've never seen anyone draw the way she could. And we checked out their personalities. They all fall into the campaigner. And the campaigner is creative. Me, I'm a protagonist, right? So with my personality, I have a lot of charisma. 
So if you guys are looking on my blog, that little bullet point, charismatic, what does that mean? Well, Barack Obama has the same personality as me. We make up only 2% of the world population, so we're very rare. Oprah Winfrey is another one who is a protagonist, right? We can inspire our listeners. That's why I have one of the most popular, to, the most popular TOEFL podcasts on Spotify, uh, the most popular TOEIC podcasts on Spotify, and one of the tops in regards to IELTS. Business English, number one by far, not untouchable. Why? Because I can inspire my listeners. And I have 180 countries around the world listening to me with hundreds of thousands of downloads right now. And now YouTube is beginning to take off. That's a protagonist. If you guys ever watched The Matrix, I fulfill the role of Morpheus. I fulfill the role of the Oracle. That's what my personality is. So I'm charismatic. I am benevolent, meaning I can go into a room and my goddamn personality, man, I could radiate with love. Some people would be like, ah, I don't like your energy. I don't like this. This is why I don't have many American friends. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways, but it's the truth. Um, but some people are like, oh my God, I absolutely love your energy. And it's because I speak with intent. I sent my intention in the morning. I'm free spirited. I do not care about judgments. I do not care about criticism. If you are so busy trying to change me and the way I deliver, you need to change you because you cannot have power over someone else and you want them to think exactly the way you think. That is a pathetic way of living, okay? I'm free spirited. I am driven and I'm energetic. I'm energetic because I am high on life. See, I'm describing myself. You see? So I'm very good at that. This is what you need to do. These different types of adjectives and the storytelling along with it will help you in describing or the specific area of describing someone or relationships, right? So now let's get into number two. What we have here, and again, I have definitions if you guys want to, of course, match them, but let's look at vocabulary, okay? Relationship phrases. Now, here we go. Number one, in England, they say to get on with somebody. In America, we say get along with somebody. Now, my best friend, Andre, I'm describing someone. The first time we met, we got in a fight over Pokemon cards in 1999, probably around September. But after that, a friendship was born forever. His personality is he is a debater. To be honest with you right now, there is no way I can have friends as debaters because they always see things the way they do and they are uncompromising. But Andre, because I met him when I was 11 years old, it all makes sense. That is someone I absolutely get along with. He is that person, that long lasting relationship that will be forever in one, right? So to get on with someone that needs to get along, to get on, to be friends with someone, to be so close with another individual. Number two, to look up to somebody. That means like a role model, a mentor. You know, some people have said, man, I really want to have your speech. I really want to have this. Or the people who I look up to, it's not that I look up to, I'm inspired by. Brendan Bouchard, Eric Thomas, uh, Trent Shelton, um, what is it, Anthony Trucks, Glow Atanmo. Uh, there are a number of different individuals in the personal development realm who I look up to because of their stories. I become very attached to their stories and they speak so much truth that rings true to me. 
Number three, be in touch with somebody. That means you always got to stay in touch. So to be out of touch with someone is the exact opposite. And I have a friend out there in America. I wouldn't say, uh, let's say an acquaintance, okay? We fall out of touch so often that I don't even consider her a friend anymore. I'm like, you're an acquaintance. And not only that, I put her on the back burner, okay? Because I believe that you can't even do the little things. So why is it that you're even in my life? That's another whole story for another day, okay? But I'm just saying, to be in touch is, you know, I'm all, I fall in and out of touch with my aunt. Why, I don't know, maybe technology. But one year she might say, hello, oh my God, you know, Aunt Abby and grandma, love her to death. And then I won't hear for her for two years. And I'm like, what's going on here, right? I fall out of touch, I fell out of touch with my family because I'm very ambitious. And my family is the opposite. No offense, just saying. You guys see what I'm saying? Fall in, I'm sorry, get in touch with someone is to, you know, hey, make a call, get in touch with them, establish communication with them. To be in touch with someone, that means you're still in touch. To fall out of touch meaning it is gone. All right, let's continue. Fall out with somebody, that means you got in an argument. Andre, me and Andre have had the most significant fallouts. One of them is when a girl actually got between us back in 2008. But because we had always been friends, it took about six months to speak. But when he finally walked into my house and we sat down and we spoke, we picked up right where we left off, meaning everything was perfectly fine. That's the beauty of long lasting relationships. You know, regardless of what happens, one person is gonna be burying the other in the next 100 years, okay? Well, not, not, not knock on wood. That means I want the wood, if that makes any sense. Let's keep it going. Grow apart. Oh, my God. To grow apart. Ooh, this is a good one. You're growing together. And then next thing you know, maybe one goes to university or goes overseas. The other one just begins working. That means you guys grew apart. Right? In relationships, you could grow apart. When you grow apart, that's the ultimate end of the relationship. So these are excellent phrasal verbs to put in your speech, okay? To take after someone. Um, ooh, this is really good. Taking after someone is like, oh man. Well, this is a terrible example. I don't wanna give this example. Nah, I'm not gonna give that one. That's a terrible one. But to do what they did. So my mother, if she's loud and I'm loud, I took after her, right? If my mother is creative, and I end up being creative, I took after her. If, uh, if my father was overly ambitious, or let's say in Korean culture, right? If the father's a doctor, mother's a doctor, the son must be a doctor, the, the daughter must be a doctor, or someone in the medical field, medical field, they take after their parents. That means following the career path too, okay? Grow up together, grow up with someone. Be close to somebody. Okay, so these are different things. And obviously, I wrote down some of the definitions that you could compare. But what I want to do is we're going to listen to some audios in how people are able to structure this together. So what I'm going to hurry up and do is I'm going to type in quote, so I could take some notes right in here in regards to an audio that we're going to be listening to right now. But before I do that, I know that I did not share the screen not share the screen, share the sound. So let me hurry up and make sure I got the sound, which I now do have the sound. 
we're going to take notes together. We're going to hear the different complex and compound structures they have, which I'm going to be discussing at the very end. And then we're going to go from there. Okay. So, and saying that here is the first of three. Okay. These are IELTS part two examples. Okay. Scottish accent, couple of British accents. We're going to go from there. So three, two, one. The person I'm closest to in my family is definitely my mum, Kate. We've always got on and we hardly ever fall out. I know that's unusual. She's really outgoing. She's always going out with friends and colleagues. Everyone thinks she's good fun. I look up to her because she's so hardworking. She never sits still and she works long hours. She can be a bit impatient, though. She gets annoyed when her colleagues aren't as efficient as her. I take after her in that. I'm impatient, too. And she's oversensitive, often getting offended for seemingly no reason. Two. All right. My so let's hurry Karen up. And oh, I no, grew no, up no, 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 no. Okay, there we go. So obviously misspelling the colleagues because obviously I don't like spelling colleagues. So let's break it down. He introduces his mother. He gets on well with her, meaning he's very close to her. They get along and they hardly ever fall out, meaning they hardly ever have a conflict or an argument in which the end result of it would be them no longer speaking. Really outgoing, always going out with friends and colleagues. Okay, she's good fun, meaning she's very nice to be around, right? Maybe has that benevolent personality, such as myself. He looks up to her. She's a mentor to him because she's so hardworking and never sits still. What does that mean, never sit still? Well, she's always doing something. She's always working at something. She's ambitious. She always has her sight and she's always creating goals to help better herself, improve, grow. See what I mean? Now. Works long hours. That's another sign of her being hardworking. Could be, now, he could have used a linker and went into, however, she could be a bit impatient. So he's going from the positive to the negative. So showing a little bit of a contrast. Showing you the good, but I need to show you the bad too. So she's a bit impatient and she gets very impatient when her colleagues are, aren't as efficient as her. And guess what? The correlation between the two, or not the two, but the correlation between the mother and him is that he takes after her in that. Now, she could be oversensitive and gets offended for no reason too. So that's the speaking part two, no, uh, lack thereof. Let's just say that was probably a good 50 seconds or so, but you guys get the point. Do you see the different types of languages, right? Or the different language that is used, the outgoing, the hard working, the contrast, okay? Not as efficient, okay? As, adjective as, that's a different uh, sentence combination that you can use. Oversensitive, compound adjective, getting offended for no reason. This is another one, right? So huh, let's go on to now number two. Now, it's really good to actually take some of these, uh, these notes because it gives you an idea, right? To how they structure their talks to what types of adjectives they use. All right, so here we go. The next one. We were inseparable. He was so creative. 
He'd always think of new games we could play and make up these stories to make me laugh. I was constantly amazed by his open-mindedness as well. He was never judgmental. I wish I could be like that. Unfortunately, we grew apart, slowly but surely, and by the time we went to university, we weren't in touch anymore. I haven't seen him for years. It's really sad. I would blame it partly on the fact that he's not very reliable. So, for example, if I message him, he won't respond. I'm not sure what he's up to these days. There it is. We all have that friend. We all have that friend. Oh, my God. Listen, I'm one of those people where I cut people off very quickly. Like, if I send you a message and you respond to me three to seven days later, I'm going to look at you and say, listen, I know people are busy. Okay. Tim Cook, I don't know what his response rate is, but he's the CEO of Apple. And you bet your ass that if his – if does he have a – no, he has a husband. Oh, I forgot. Whatever. If someone close to him gets in touch with him, he's going to respond, not in three to seven days. So for me, for friends, it is very difficult for me to accept that, right? I believe that there is a little bit of a threshold. I do suck sometimes. I do. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, how do I even respond to that? And so when it comes to some of my students and I make sure I always get, uh, get in touch with them or my closest friend out here in Thailand, I'm always in touch with her regardless of how busy I am throughout the day. Even if I have two minutes, I'm going to hurry up and send her a voice message. So she says she blames it on his reliability, which is the unreliability, right? Sends him a text. He doesn't respond. We can only do so much. And on top of that, the funniest guy I ever met in my life, his name was Kenny. Loved that man like I did my next breath. I loved him like I loved him. He was the funniest guy I ever met in my life, you know? But at some point, anytime I messaged him, and remember, I was using WhatsApp seven years ago. WhatsApp is nowhere near what, what, it, what it is today than it was last year. La I mean, not last year, seven years ago. It was terrible. Nobody used that. You couldn't download it on your phone. Now it's very easy to use, no doubt. But before, terrible, right? And so maybe we could blame it partly on the tech back then, seven years ago. But to be honest, he would respond maybe every one to three months. There was another guy in Las Vegas that would respond every two to six months. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. It's just very hard, you know? And one of my friends who is now an acquaintance, who is now on the back burner, she's one of those individuals. I could send messages and she would respond anytime between one to 12 months. So I'm like, okay, when you respond, the same amount of time it took you to respond, I'm going to double that up. It's just, I just feel like it's completely useless. There are other people who will value your time out there. So that's a nice little inspirational talk. Going back to what she had said, they were inseparable. He was very creative. He would create games. He would make up stories to make her laugh. He, she was amazed by his open-mindedness. And she also went on to say that she wishes that she could be like him. But unfortunately, they grew apart. How? By the time they went to uni, they weren't in touch anymore. And it was because of him not responding. There it is. Now we're going to get into the final one. All right. So, and then after this, I will be giving you guys a nice thorough introduction into the good. So here we go. <sighs> Let's break this down. Let's do it.
I know this is a cliché, but I don't get on with my in-laws, especially my mother-in-law, Jane. <sighs> She's so nosy, always wanting to know what we're doing and who we're with, and she's terribly blunt, which means she quite often upsets us with things she comes out with. And then she can be quite stingy. When we go out for a meal with her and my father-in-law, she never offers to pay, even though they're much better off than us. I must say, though, she's extremely clever, and I do respect her for that. She set up her own business five years ago, and it's gone from strength to strength. She's so self-assured and ambitious, too, which I suppose is why she's so successful in business. Wow, there it is. You know what's really funny? Even though they're more well-off, it's our expectations, right? And so I used to speak to a CEO uh, probably about three years ago, and this guy is made of money. And I remember we went out for a simple thing. I don't expect anyone to pay, but then... When I even told him a couple of things in regards to, hey, okay, I'm going to pay tomorrow in regards to a workshop. He's like, oh, I need the money today. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so <laughs> it's funny how the people who are rich ultimately end up being like the most stingy or the people who don't have much money, they won't pay anything whatsoever, even if it's a nice little offer and whatnot. They always believe things are free. And so, you know, I've had people who recently messaged me in regards to being stingy. And it's, it's crazy because people who know my worth, they're willing to pay right off the back. But some people are like, uh, no, thanks. I was, thought it was free. I was like, get the hell out of my face, block. Oh, so the, these types of people, the stinginess is unreal. Um, and I'm like, and you want to take TOEFL? You want to take IELTS? Do you know that's over $200 and you can't pay $5? Oh, but it's for this. Oh, that no. Do you understand? If you don't pass it the first time, you're gonna have to fork out another one month's worth of salary. Like, like the the stupidity is unreal. But anyways, that's all them. She said it's cliche. Okay, people have a tendency of not getting on with the in laws. Okay, you just can't get on with them. If you could, oh my God, bless you in all other ways. Okay, but if you can't, don't worry. It's all good. Why? She's nosy. She's blunt. Blunt meaning she says things that are just so rude. Have you ever got, have you guys ever met that blunt person who's just very like in your face? Like, oh, and I'm like, you know, you already know what I say. Okay. Luckily I don't attract those types of people anymore in my life, maybe about five years ago, but I have no blunt people in my life. And if I did, I would cut them off in like two seconds. Right upsets her her stinginess obviously just gave you guys a couple examples in regards to that but she's clever set up her own business strength to strength she's very self-assured fantastic but guess what you're driving away all your relationships because you're an asshole oops anyways guys that is your lesson so what do we have what is it that i have today for you it's a webinar that's right. I got one of my Thai students. I got a potential, obviously, Brazilian student who's going to be coming up too. Um, and I'm only going to be accepting two other people. This is a $5 webinar. Arsenio, okay. So what's this IELTS Speaking Part 2 webinar about? Well, guess what? I'm going to give you guys the introduction. I'm going to give you guys the art of storytelling, how to reference the past into the present and then story tell your way through the questions without repeating the questions with ellipsis right 
obviously we're going to be doing a practice uh, you know a speaking in regards to impromptu speeches you guys are going to absolutely love that because they're going to be a few other people in the class right so if there's someone from iran or and then there's someone from brazil someone from thailand you guys are going to be able to learn from each other's both strengths and weaknesses and how you can grow um task cards which are going to be fantastic and we're going to be listening to different audios we're going to be listening to you and critiquing how you can get better this is going to be a webinar anywhere between 40 minutes to one hour it's a five dollar buy-in you guys may have seen me and heard me talk about this but again that's what i wanted to tell you guys about today so ielts webinar when saturday 6 p.m gmt plus seven bangkok thailand time so west coast united states 4 p.m denver no 4 a.m denver 5 a.m texas 6 a.m east coast 7 a.m okay uh, for anyone in Europe, that could be anywhere between obviously, oh my God, I have no idea, 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Uh, if you're obviously in Asia, this is an excellent time, especially given the day and whatnot. So if you are interested, you make sure you come on over to me, ask me a couple of questions, and I will be waiting. But man, I hope you guys enjoyed that wonderfully long lesson in regards to the IELTS speaking part two. I hope these adjectives these different sayings, the audios and how they carry themselves and how I implemented a few strategies and how you could develop that. I'm going to be doing a lot more coming up on this webinar. So if you are interested, let me know. And until then, guys, man, thank you so much for tuning in to another one. Stay tuned for more over and out.